Hello and welcome to the State News Sports Roundtable. This week I am joined by Jana Bardal and Sean Ryder, and they're here to talk about some Michigan State basketball. So what's going on, guys? Hey, how you doing? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing swell. How about you, Ryder? Yeah, I'm doing great. Jaina, how are you well, doing? Doing well, doing well. Nice little week off here with men's basketball. I mean, Nebraska tomorrow, but we're not going, so nice. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So this week we're on talking some Michigan State hoops. We haven't done it since right after the Michigan game, so mm-hmm. when we came back for the second semester. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. Thought we should do that. But first... I gotta, I gotta just get this out of my system. So this weekend was the NBA dunk contest, and a crime, a crime occurred. I, I would not call it a crime. Oh, it was a crime. I, oh my! It God. was an absolute crime. I, Aaron Gordon, gets straight fifties in every single dunk that he has. Eli, everybody gets fifties. <laughs> it's the dunk contest. But then to finish, he dunks. Over a seven foot five center named Taco Fall, and he doesn't get a fifty because Dwayne Wade wanted his boy Derek Jones to win. He grazed the head. He okay, grazed his he head. did not push off though, like people want to say. He grazed the He's head. He still the man is seven foot five. If you look at the tape, he clearly grazed the head with his crotch. So that's just I, I think that's how, I think Listen, that's it. I'm not even an Aaron Gordon fan. I'm not even an Aaron Gordon fan for back-to-back years. In Who my, is an Aaron Gordon fan? Not many. But my point, he has screwed me back-to-back years in my dynasty fantasy league, okay? So I'm not, I am considered an Aaron Gordon hater. I wanted Derrick Jones to win. And there, absolute credit to Derrick Jones during the dunk contest. He was phenomenal. Everyone except Dwight Howard, and even Dwight Howard did all right, considering he's 34. Everyone did great. Derrick Jones was phenomenal. Last year, he probably wins it if he does like this. But, man, did Aaron Gordon get robbed, and it's still just, it makes me sick. It's unbelievable unbelievable to me that you're still this mad after, one, one taking into consideration that the dunk contest is just entertainment. It's not at all. It's not like a legitimate sporting event. You don't really, you get robbed <laughs> in a legitimate sporting event. You don't get robbed in a dunk contest. Oh, no, no, no. no. I you take the dunk contest and then, very <laughs> seriously. Dude, that was an awesome, awesome, awesome. I think everybody's on board with this awesome all-star game on Sunday night. That was like oh, a it was great. blast to watch. Yeah, it sucks on a three throw, but like it was a like great two and a half hours of my life. I want to understand why Chadwick Bosman was even a voter. On that as well. He's, isn't he an Academy Award winning like, actor? Didn't he win 12, 12 Years a Slave, right? I'm pretty sure. Was he? I didn't watch that movie. Was I'm he pretty in? sure, yeah. Regardless, I don't understand why he's judging, people's on, judging people on their dunks. Dude, why? he played Jackie Robinson in 42. He did do that. Everybody he did loves do that. that movie. But, like, because he saved Wakanda, now he gets to judge dunks? I don't understand what the point is here. It's an entertainment event. <laughs> At entertainment events, you bring celebrities. I just, well, what, That's how what, that happens. What made me the most upset here you was how. You don't want like Dean Blandino judging dunks. Well, I agree. I, well, but the thing that made me the most mad about this entire thing was I went on Twitter after because I'm like, okay, I got to go on Twitter and see what's going on. You went off on Twitter yourself. I did. <laughs> I did go off on Twitter a little bit. The next morning, that, I waited. That all caps button was smushed right down. Yes, it was. People were harping on Candace Parker about, like, not why was she a judge 
like giving her the oh she's a woman what does she know card and it was it was like she was the only one the entire night giving good scores and people and I was just like get out of here with this slander on her when she was the only one giving good scores and you have Dwayne Wade actively saying in the broadcast I want to make sure that these Heat boys win before in the skills contest the three point contest I hoping that they win and then he blatantly like gives it to Derek Jones at the end. Look, Eli, I say this as somebody that gets irrationally mad over the littlest and stupidest things in the world, especially when it comes to sports. It doesn't matter. I, it does not matter. Listen, Aaron Gordon is going to make millions and have a great legacy and will always remember his... Remember, it's, it's about the journey, not the destination. I'm still upset about it, and I think I always will be. I didn't even, I didn't even watch the first dunk contest where they said that he got robbed. Against Zach Levine. I watched that in, like, a hotel room in Valparaiso, Indiana, like, during a horrible snowstorm, and it was so electric. And then I watched, like, True Life Crime Files for, like, three hours after. That's quite a night. It's a heck of a night. <laughs> that sounds like quite a I night. I think I had, like, potato chips for dinner. Anyways. <laughs> but I just, I had to get that out of my system. I had to do it. I saved the vent until the podcast. But, you know, in a way, Ryder, you're right. But Eli, you can't let these feelings just build up inside of you for so long. You gotta let it out. Well, I did let it out. You're gonna have a heart attack before you're 22. Listen, I did <laughs> let it out that night in Wilson Hall when I was watching it. That's, but that's good. But Wilson Hall is a great place to do that. <laughs> yes, it is. It was great, but it is what it is. So now to the reason we're actually here. We're here to talk Michigan State hoops. Um, Saturday, college game day comes into town. Maryland ranked, I think they were ninth in the country at mm-hmm. the time when they came in. Uh, comes in. And they take down Michigan State. So what did you guys see in this matchup? Um, I mean, overall, I think it was another... It was disappointing for MSU, for sure. Um, uh, Something... I mean, they went into the halftime down, even though they ended the first half kind of starting to pick things up again, but they went into the half um, trailing Maryland, and they haven't won a game this year where they've trailed at halftime. So I think that was kind of telling. And... um, I mean, it was disappointing. They were able to bring it back within two with um, one minute, 20 seconds remaining, but Maryland went on, like, a crazy 14-0 run at the end, and Michigan State couldn't get past it, which was upsetting because I think that game was very telling in that if they won that game, they were still going to be in control of their own destiny in the Big Ten, where now they're kind of they kind of have to hope that some people drop some games and they're not really sure where they're going to end up. I mean... I, one of the major things to me in the game was Jalen Smith and Anthony Cohen. I mean, mm-hmm. their, <clears throat> their two-man game was a sight to see and something that I think a lot of people expected out of Tillman and Cassius. And they mm-hmm. did have – they both individually had some good games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, they Maryland looks legit. Mm-hmm. And even that was even despite, you know, Michigan State, they are up by seven with two minutes left. It looked like they had it. Mm-hmm. And Maryland was – I mean, Anthony Cohen just – yeah. takes over. I mean, that was the kind of thing, Anthony Cohen showed, like, flashes of, like, Cassius Winston during the Final Four last mm-hmm. year, where um, like, it, when he was playing against Minnesota in the second round, and he comes down, and when Minnesota's starting to come back, and then he just drains threes yeah. and puts the dagger in. That was what Anthony Cohen did. Yeah. And it was, I mean, watching him, it makes you feel like, you know, a lot of people want to get on Mark Turgeon for his coaching jobs at Maryland, whether he can win the big games, whether he can do some of these things. I mean, he proved that night that He's there, and this Maryland team's actually legit. And that was a special night. Like, you were there. That's the 2000 <laughs> championship mm-hmm. team reunion. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, you describe like the buzz in that place because I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah. it was really, it was really exciting. And I know after the game, Izzo said he was disappointed that um, 
his team performed on the boards like they did in front of the 2000 team, which he said was known for their performances on the boards and always snatching the rebounds. And he said he um, and on Monday in the press conference, he said he's disappointed in um, Gabe Brown and Aaron Henry uh, that they're not stepping up. They should be living on the boards. He said so. I mean, the atmosphere was really good. It was in the Spartans' favor for sure. I mean, all those guys were there. They were rooting for them. And, um, I mean, it was another disappointing. But it was it was a close. I think the two teams were pretty similar. When I talked to the student reporter from Maryland, he was saying both of them, like both teams, they have the good guard and um, forward mix, but they're still looking for that third guy, which Michigan State is with Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman. And it came down to they had Cowan who came up and stepped up and, he was able to be the highlight of the game, which determines a lot of games for Michigan State, too. If they don't have a guy that steps up and everyone's like, wow, he did great this game, they usually drop the games. And I thought um, that was another, like, like you're talking about needing that third guy. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I thought was really interesting in the game, not that he's going to be the third guy in my opinion, but Thomas Kithier had a really mm-hmm. big impact in his 22 minutes on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bunch of people around me. I was sitting all the way up in the upper bowl for this one, so <laughs> I did feel the atmosphere. There was a good atmosphere in the building, even up at the top. Um, people were behind me going, why is Kithier in this game? And I was mm-hmm. like, he's the only one that's actually giving them any kind of other, like production yeah. other than Cassius and um, Xavier. Yeah, and he was able to go up. Like, what I found interesting is he wasn't making, he wasn't shooting bad shots, and it was like, ooh, is he going to make it? Like, he was able to get right up under the basket and found the pass, got it right up, made it in. Like, it was very reliable. He was very re- reliable that game. I thought I thought that was interesting, too. I'm glad you brought that up. It's really incredible. I feel like every time he does get a bucket, he just, like, the defenders seem to, like, lose him mm-hmm. almost. And then, like, every time he gets it, Cassius just finds him right underneath the basket yeah. just sitting there. Yeah. Just sitting there waiting for it. Like, yeah. every time. I don't know if it's just because, like, Thomas Kithier is just, like, the 6'8 dude who's not, like, a physically intimidating guy and they forget mm-hmm. about him or what it is because they always seem to lose him. Yeah. And he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, definitely. Um, so one of the other things that I thought was notable what, or that was there was game day. Mm-hmm. This is now, I don't know how many times they've lost straight on game day now, but I know they lost the last one when Indiana was there. The last time they won on game day was when Maryland was here. Two thousand like fifteen. It was when oh, wow. they wore like the those lime green uniforms, mm-hmm. oh. and Matt Costello was like like throwing Tom Izzo around in the air. That gift that kind of flies around. That was the last time they won on game day, and yeah, I, I didn't realize that. And I, not that like game day is like oh <laughs> like it's changing that much or anything, but I think it is interesting that like when the spotlight's kind of on them in that big way, they haven't been able to pull through almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's scary going into March where it's not, they're not going to get a second chance and they really do need to figure out, especially the younger guys and even the older guys. I don't think the older guys are stepping up as much as they need to, for sure, with the experience they have and they need to be able to work under that pressure. Well, and now that Kenny Goins and Matt McQuaid are gone, they need that, like, third guy, like we've talked about. Mm -hmm. But the thing that kind of surprises me is that, you know, they're up by seven and they're at home with two minutes left. And you would think if Anthony Cohen was going back, you would think that Cassius Winston – I never thought going into the season that, like, okay, we're in that position where we're at home against Maryland and we have the lead and the ball's in Cassius Winston's hands. He's going to make a play. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't happened. And not that it's necessarily just on Cassius, but, mm-hmm. you know, Xavier in the Indiana game misses some layups. He can't finish. Mm-hmm. Aaron Henry just 
you know, where is he? Mm-hmm. They haven't had that guy that comes up and just is like, I'm going to hit a bucket here because we need to, like they did last season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something Izzo brought up I wanted to ask you guys is in those situations, um, he said they're like a basket away, a layup away from being really, really good and being where he wants them to be. I mean, and it comes to situations like that when the ball's in Cassius's hands and we're expecting him to do something and he doesn't or Xavier's missing the layups. Like, do you think that if they made those small plays like that, it would make a big difference in their season or is it a bigger picture? I mean, he made the 2005 team comparison, I think, during that mm-hmm. press conference yeah. as well, where he talked about, you know, it was all season. We kind of lost a few games that were a layup, a mm-hmm. rebound, uh, you yeah. know, this away. And I think it is possible that that kind of thing is there. I think anytime you have somebody like Cassius Winston there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just one of those guys that he's a point guard in March, mm-hmm. and he's a special one. He's a senior. You know, he's, he just fits that mold where if he plays well, that they are going to be in the game no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I think they do have that ability, but it's kind of that put-up-or-shut-up time now. You know, you're in that moment where it's like, if you want to do big things, somebody's going to have to start stepping up, and it's Mm -hmm. going to have to come sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, what I've noticed writing about the games, it's like, in the games they lose, I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, I don't really know who to talk to after this. Where in the games they win, it's like, obviously, Rocket Watts, he had a great game, I'm going to ask him. Or Xavier Tillman, he had a great game, I need to talk to him. And in the games they lose, they're missing. They need somebody to step up and be the star of the game. I really think they do, because as a team, they're not able to find the consistency throughout the court. Yeah, and I think the loss of Kenny Goins and Matt McQuaid cannot be overstated because of their experience. Because, like... They just did every little single thing right for them. When they were on the floor, they could put in 30 minutes and they were not going to do many things wrong in those mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Even, you know, the only time, you know, Kenny Goins got, you know, scored on was when he just was, you know, he had like physical limitations, but they did every little thing right. And now they need Gabe Brown. They need Aaron Henry. They need Rocket Watts to be those guys if mm-hmm. they want to be that final four team again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket Watts is interesting. I think he's grown so much. I mean, looking back at the beginning of the season, he would just kind of shoot from wherever he wanted to shoot, and he still does that sometimes, but he has a smarter IQ of the game and smarter. he makes smarter shots, and I do think that, I mean, he's had two straight good showings now, um, Maryland and at Illinois he was good too, so I think that uh, he's definitely, I'm hoping, I think the Spartans need him going into March, and they need him to be a reliable person, but I'm more confident. At first, you'd kind of watch him take a shot, and you'd be like, oh, I don't know if that was a good one, but now I'm more comfortable with him and more confident that he can be someone they can rely on. Yeah. So where do you guys think – we've kind of been going into it a little bit here, I guess, but where do you guys think Michigan State's at in terms of their prospects going forward into March? It's really tough right now, right now, because, I mean – like you said, I mean, we're not in control. Michigan State's not in control of their own destiny in the mm-hmm. Big Ten right now. It's really going to depend on what do whatever teams lose. And that Illinois beating Penn State mm-hmm. last night, that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they can find somebody, if somebody is going to be the leader, the person that steps up at the end, I'll be honest, like, up seven with that much time left, and Maryland just, like, Honestly, like they're just jacking up threes the entire second half, and they did not look good. They looked terrible, and they were just jacking them up, looked helpless, and then all of them just started sinking, just so utterly, unbelievably, mm-hmm. like easy. Like it, for whatever reason, this loss doesn't really burn me that much. They just need to find their guys, 
and they just need to get after it pretty much. I mean, I think people are developing. I think they're still on the upswing. It's just got to find a way to get back into the rankings now. Yeah. It's hard because I keep saying I, before Maryland, I was like, okay, after that game, we'll be able to tell if they're how where they stand going into Big Ten tournament and going into March. But I feel like I'm still saying that, like, I, okay, when they see Maryland, Maryland again, then I'll be able to decide. I mean, it's hard in this league where I it can go anywhere. It still can. Um, I mean, I think they stand in a good place. I don't think that they're freaking out about anything. I mean, Izzo keeps saying like he's been here before, and it's it's kind of funny. He was, um, I don't think it was the most recent press conference, but maybe last week he was saying, like, almost like I told you guys, like, in the beginning when they started Big Ten play, they were undefeated. They were, they had won, like, their first couple games straight, and everyone was like, oh, you're in undefeated in conference. How do you feel? And it was like he knew. He's like, well, I still think that a team with five losses is going to re- win this league. And now he he looked back at that, and he's like, see, I, like, told you guys it wasn't going to be as easy of a road as everyone expected in the beginning so I mean it can still go anywhere but I don't think they're freaking out and I don't think that fans should be freaking out either I know a lot of people are kind of I think just blowing it out of proportion when there's still a lot of basketball to be played and I think they have a they they do have some stuff they have to figure out but I haven't completely lost hope that they're going to be able to figure it out I I don't think that I, I think when Langford and Hauser both, you know, when Langford is out for this year and then Hauser gets ruled ineligible, I think the expectations should have shifted mm-hmm. down some. Mm-hmm. Because I think if they are on the roster and they are playing actively, that is a huge, huge thing mm-hmm. for them. Because Langford, I mean, if he's healthy this year, he's probably an NBA draft pick yeah. with the way he can, I mean, just offensively, he is, uh, I mean, he's a nightmare for defenses. Mm-hmm. And he's also, he was also one of their best perimeter defenders as well. Um, when he was playing. And then Hauser, I mean, he is a lights-out three-point shooter that they need really bad right now. They need another big like him to be able to... Because that was what was so great. I mean, you know, everyone likes to point to Kenny Goins in that Duke game where he hits that three, but people forget he was missing a bunch before then, Mm -hmm. and then he hits that one and comes in. They almost need a little bit of that where Mm -hmm. just the Cash Swinson drives in to kick it out. Um, Paolo wrote that column about Tillman saying... Mm -hmm. Michigan State's going to continue to fall until mm-hmm. Xavier Tillman's threes fall. Mm-hmm. And he's got a point because they need a little bit more shooting, and Hauser would have provided that, yeah. Langford would have provided it. It would have been a different season, even with you know, some other injuries on the, um, on the fringes and stuff. But I think they still have a, their biggest goals in front of them. And, and it seems like in every single game, they're, like as it says, they're a couple buckets away. They're mm-hmm. a layup away. They're a rebound away. They're this, this close and everything. But they need some. But that just shows that they just need somebody. Mm-hmm. Somebody. It doesn't have to be Aaron Henry every game. It doesn't have to be Rock Watts every game. It just needs to be somebody. Somebody yeah. needs to go out and just be able to score. Mm-hmm. Because right now they're just not getting it outside of Cassius and Tillman. Yeah, and in the games they've lost, they've had runs. Like in each one, they've <clears throat> whether they were down a lot in the beginning or down a lot in the middle, they've had runs where they were able to bring it really close. And Izzo was saying how like frustrating it is that he. It's, I mean, it's hopeful, but it's frustrating because you can you see that run and you see the potential. Like, it's there in the team, and the question is why that run and that energy they bring out in those runs isn't going on for the whole game. And I think that's what they need to work on the most is, I mean, their energy needs to stay up where they, they when they have those runs and they're able to bring it within one or two points, 
and then all of a sudden they just stop. And it's like, mm-hmm. why? Like, they need to be able to carry that out through a whole game, and that would make a big difference. They don't have that almost, like, killer instinct feeling of when they get to that one or two point thing where it's just like, okay, we're going to keep the foot on the gas. Yeah. And we're just going to keep going. It yeah. seems like they get there, and all of a sudden it's just like, okay, yeah. cruise control. We're yeah. going to sit here, and they can't ever break that barrier mm-hmm. and just end it. Yeah, that's been the biggest thing. They're within, like, one point, and then... They, they're down all game, they bring it with one in one point, and then they just can't get over that hump of, like, actually taking the lead. Mm-hmm. And not just taking it, but, like, keeping it and making it, for sure, like, their game, you know? Anything else <laughs> you'd like to add over there, Ryder? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, if they can just keep their foot on the gas and keep moving when they got it, that's real. I mean, basketball is a simple game. People mm-hmm. are going to have to hit shots, and... If they can find the people that can consistently hit these shots down the stretch, they're going to be fine. Yeah. And even if they don't totally find that person, but they have other people step in and out of the position, yeah, they'll be okay. So next we're going to move on to a segment called Ceiling and Floor. So I have a list of Big Ten teams, and you're going to, disc- you're going to tell me what you think the ceiling of that team is and what the floor of this Big Ten team is. So first... We're going to start with the Penn State Nittany Lions, who just lost to Illinois last night. They're still ranked. Last night, they were going. They were ranked ninth, and it was the highest that they were in school history. Since, like, 1953, 54, and then, like, the late 90s, like, as well, I think that's it. Yeah, and they're playing their best basketball they have in a long time. So oh, yeah. where do you think their ceiling and floor is? Start with the rider. Uh, ceiling, like in the NCAA tournament, or like... Or I, I mean, yeah, it's anything. It's what, what do you think is the max thing they can accomplish, and what do you think they're going to at least accomplish? I guess right now I could say ceiling in the Big Ten tournament, losing in the semis, don't really know, who, like, to who. Um, ceiling in the NCAA tournament... Losing in an upset second round appearance. I don't really like this team's a great shooting, but I don't like. I don't love this team, man. Like they, like they're not. I'm probably biased. They're not. They're not just built the way that like I look and I'm like that's a great basketball team right there. I'm not saying they're a flash in the pan. Very talented team. Again, really, really, really good shooters on that team, but I don't read into them as much. So what do you think their floor is? What do you think that at the very least they can accomplish? The very least that they can accomplish. I mean, obviously they're going to make the tournament, but I don't think they make a deep tournament run. That's about it. I'd agree with that. I think it'll be interesting when MSU travels to Penn State and see how they perform when they see him again. Because, I mean, when Penn State came to MSU, they they won, but MSU was only down by one point with 11 seconds left. Like, it literally came down. Winston had one free throw. Yeah. Like, everybody was watching the games like, oh, that's money. Yeah. Like, it it really came down to, like, a – I, I was shocked at that. Yeah, cash, I mean, it was, I, so I, I, I agree with that. I don't, I'm not super, like, excited and I, about them. I don't think that they'll be, like, the best, make the farthest run of the Big Ten in, um, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I mean, I think they'll put on a good showing in the Big Ten tournament, but I don't think they would, they'll take that either. I, I don't see them going too far. I think they're definitely, like, I think at this point they're locked in for the NCAA tournament. I don't think there's a doubt They're in that. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, I do think they get they do make a good run in the Big Ten tournament. I think they are a team that can. I, I think Maryland right now, just with Anthony Cohen and Jalen Smith, I think right now they just look like the best team mm-hmm. right now, and I think they're going to end up winning the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Penn State can win that. I do think they can make it to the Sweet Sixteen. 
I think if they're shooting, they have two really good guards. For senior guards have a lot of experience. You add that within with Lamar Stevens. Um, I think they can make a little bit of a run, but I think when you see new teams make it into the NCAA tournament, it kind of comes down to coaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like Pat Chambers to an extent. I mean, he's not my favorite coach, but I think he's a good coach. Um, but he doesn't have the experience there. And I think that's going to take some time for him to build, and we'll see if he can do that. But I don't think you can make a Final Four run if you don't have at least some experience in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I see them. Yeah, definitely. So next we have the Michigan Wolverines. They're playing really good basketball right now. <laughs> yeah. They're playing super good basketball. Um, like, floor? Like, I don't even really know, man. I guess I would say, I think they I think they make a run in the Big Ten tournament, too. I don't want to say it's about, like, every team, but, like, they're playing really, like, confident, like, really good basketball right now. And I've been very impressed. Um, so I'd say make a run in the Big Ten tournament. And I'd say ceiling... Sweet 16 appearance in the NCAA tournament if everybody stays healthy, if that's the way it goes. And I think that goes without saying for everyone, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I think, like, like, but they're playing super good right now. So they're a pretty exciting team to watch. I think their ceiling is that. So Yeah, I see them in a, like making a good tournament appearance, especially they won their first tournament. I don't remember the name of it, but over Thanksgiving break. They, Battle for Atlantis. Yeah, they won that one. And, um... I think Justin Frommer, who was the football reporter here, tweeted like the past two years or something. The winner of that tournament was the national champion or mm-hmm. something. Which I mean, I don't, I don't think they'll win the national championship, but it's interesting. They made a good tournament run there, and and they're similar to MSU where they had that they were really good in the beginning, and then in the middle they kind of slumped down a little bit. They they kind of went out of the question, and now they're picking it back up and they're playing really good basketball, which is a good place for them to be going into the tournament. So I think minimum they do. I think they do make the NCAA tournament because I think, I mean, there's going to be probably there's going to be at least ten teams that make the big that make the tournament from the Big Ten, and Purdue's kind of on that line where we'll see or not Purdue but Indiana and Purdue and Indiana are kind of both on that line I guess. Um, I do think they can make a good tournament run in the NCAA tournament in March. Um, But it's going to depend a little bit, in my opinion, on, one, the health with Isaiah Livers. He's a big part of that. We saw what happens Mm -hmm. when he's gone. They kind of don't. I mean, um, but another thing is going to be John Teske. Teske last season was really good for them. And the last few games has not been very great. And Mm -hmm. Austin Davis, who went to my high school, has been out playing him. Humble brag. Big country. That's yeah. what they love. And literally the first game that they played in, they made fun of my hometown and said that Chrysler Arena is ten, fits 10 times more than the population of Onstead, Michigan. I'm like, oh, thanks. Eli, as a small town boy, I feel you. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, really oh, do. okay, cool. Shout out Frankenmuth. Yeah. And it's, but I do think as, as much as, you know, Austin Davis, you know, we went to my high school, he's a great kid and everything. He's not. He can't be their starting center or be their best center on the floor. Yeah. John Teske's going to have to be that guy. He's mm-hmm. going to have to start playing well, not just when he gets to the basket. I mean, it, he's kind of had that Xavier Tillman thing where he's kind of had issues just finishing. Yeah. You know, and he's going to have to be better. If he can be better, I think they can make the Sweet 16. Yeah. I can't think that they can make a little bit of a run. But without him, they're going to have a hard time in the tournament, I think. Yeah, definitely. So next we have Rutgers. Our favorite team, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. <laughs> Difficult team to prepare for. So, ceiling and floor, what do you got, Ryder? Um, floor, I think they make the NCAA tournament. I mean, what, they're like 16-0, 17-0 at home? They're, 
uh, they're at undefeated home, at home. Yeah. yeah, that's absurd. Um, <laughs> and they're like, I like how they're constructed. I like how physical they are too. Um, and Rutgers has got a lot of positive buzz going right now. Like, just I, I can't imagine that campus isn't buzzing. Greg Schiano's back. That guy's awesome. I mean, like undefeated at home. That's kind of a fun place to be right now. So I think they make the NCAA tournament. Um, don't really see them going on that deep of a run, but I I think they will make the NCAA NCAA tournament. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I mean, I remember we talked a little bit about Rutgers the last time we did the men's basketball podcast, and I. Re- Paulo and I were both like, I haven't really watched that much Rutgers basketball, and I, I still feel like that. I mean, it's not, out of all the Big Ten teams, that's probably one of the ones I, I haven't watched, which, I mean, I should. They've still been able to prove themselves and undefeated at home. Yeah, that's that's insane. So, I mean, yeah, I think they'll make the tournament, but I don't think they'll make a deep run. I think they're not, like, experienced enough in tournament play to be able to, you know, go as far as maybe their fans would like them to go. I think Rutgers is going to make the Big Ten tournament. They should. There's no reason they shouldn't. Um, Steve Pickle, he's done a great job so far there. i got to give him credit. He's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rutgers was not a place that you went in and won consistently before he got there. Rutgers, yeah. n- not even winning consistently, not just not even win. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's done a good job there. Um, Geo Baker, their guard, their best player, He when they played Michigan State, I think he was hurt. He might have played. I don't exactly remember. But um, I think they make the NCAA tournament. I think they're pretty much locked into that now. Um, I think they can win a game against the right opponent, but I don't see them going much further than that. Um, I like them a lot, but we haven't seen them. You know, we'll see how they do in a neutral court environment that they're not. none of them are accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And But I do think they've done really well so far. So i got to give them credit. Steve Pickle's done a great job. And, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I can say I will be, I'll be holding that flag up, hoping that they make a, a little bit of a run. But will you be prepared? I won't be prepared for them, <laughs> but. Oh, nobody will ever will be. No, no, they will not. <laughs> so next we have the Iowa Hawkeyes. And Iowa, led by, uh, is it Luke Garza or is it Luke Garza? Garza's a stud, Gar- yeah, yeah. Garza has been absolutely phenomenal for them. He's probably the Big Ten Player of the Year. One of the top three guys for over for national player of the year. Yeah, and so what do you think? What do you think about Iowa? I'm I'm excited for them to come here on Tuesday. Um, I think the game's Tuesday. I mean, I, that's one of the only teams Michigan State in the Big Ten Michigan State hasn't seen yet, and they're not going to go on the road and play them. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm interested to see how they play against Michigan State. That'll give me a better idea. Like. Since I know Michigan State's team, when I watch someone else play them, I'm able to kind of figure out their team more and where they're going to go. But um, I'm yeah, I mean they've made they are the last podcast they were like the one of the only Big Ten teams like they had a to, winning record on the road the last yeah, time we talked. Yeah. I'm not sure if that still yeah, stands. Yeah, definitely I'm sure not. It does. But I, I, on the road they're four and five. So oh, never um, mind. Wow. Yes, but I I do remember that we were that was something that surprised us. So I think they've been surprising, definitely. What do you guys think? Guys is awesome. I love Fran so much too. Fran McCaffrey, like he's just hilarious to watch, and he's also a really good basketball coach. So I think like ceiling in terms of like tournament, I could see him being like elite eight. I could see him going on a serious Ooh. run. Like mm. I could see him bucking Ooh. up and getting it out there because I think McCaffrey's an awesome coach. Um, and guys, just sweet man. But. Um, I, 
Yeah, I mean, other than that, like, Florida, they're going to make the tourney. They're locked in pretty much, I'd say, at least in my mind. So, I give it that. See, this is where I'm really going to disagree with you here, Ryder. Oh, contentious. So, as much as I do like Garza a lot, he's been phenomenal for him. I cannot trust Fran McCaffrey in tournament time. Big fan. See, I I like Fran McCaffrey as a person, and I think he is a good basketball coach. But man, can they not perform in the tourney? I think that I like. I feel like this is like the like. I do like feel like they will get it done in some level this year. Like I think after all this, like they've got like again, like I keep saying it. Garth is amazing, man. I I think he is too, and they have been great. I just I can't get past like the trends of them in the tourney. I just can't. I think I mean like I said, they're locked in. I think in the Big Ten tournament they win a few games. I think they're there in the quarterfinals, semifinals. Yeah. But I I think no no further than the second round for me. I think they can win a game, but I think if they face somebody who even gives them a challenge, I I don't have I haven't seen it from them to do it. I haven't seen it from them for me to go where I'm picking my bracket to go. Yeah, I'll take Iowa. I just I can't do that in good confidence. I fully expect us once Big Ten tournament and NCAA tournament runs around, and either they go on around or they don't go on around. One of us is going to be rubbing each other's faces. So that's totally <laughs> fine I, with me. I'm in. I can't wait for this. It's going to be good. All right. So next we have Illinois, who's coming off a big win last night, and I mean they had AU go out when they played against us about a week ago. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think he did miss. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he didn't. Uh, did he? He started he last night. Yeah, he, he did play last night. I don't need to miss any time, though. Mm-hmm. No. no. So, but he's back. I mean, he seems like he's fully healthy. He had a yeah. great game last night, too. So, where do you think Illinois' ceiling in Florida is? Um, I don't – Illinois is hard. I mean, they, they did have a big win against Penn State. I mean, they're just the typical Big Ten team where it's hard to predict where they're at. They won against Penn State yesterday, but then they also lost to Rutgers at – or, yeah, lost to Rutgers. So – um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that out of the Big Ten teams, I mean, they have a lot of big guys, which helps them a lot. I think I see them in the Big Ten tournament. I think they'll go pretty far. Um, but in the NCAA, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I don't really know what they're going to do in the Big Ten <laughs> tournament. I don't really care what they're going to do in the Big Ten tournament. Once bracket time comes out, I'm going to have at least one or two brackets with Illinois in the Final Four. I'm, I'm with you. I love this team. I love Coburn. I was amazing. And going back to the coaches, Brad Underwood with the orange blazer on the sidelines, man, that is a feeling right there. With the that gets tie. me going, man. <laughs> oh, Makes man. me want to run right to Cam's. Awesome, man. <laughs> I just, I have that same kind of feeling, too. I think at the very least, I think at the very least they're getting to the second round of the, of the NCAA yeah. tournament. Yeah, I think at the very uh, least they're yeah. getting there. And I think their ceiling is the Final Four, too. He's Zunu is one of those guys that I feel like can just take over come March. Morgan Park legend. I mean, and and he, I mean, with him with Cockburn, um, the other big they have, um, I cannot say his last name. Georgie. Yeah. Georgie. Georgie. Yeah. I can't say either. And but. he's, I mean, Brad Underwood's doing a great job. The orange blazer with the pink tie was a questionable attire fit. Just right of it. Just right of it. <laughs> but. I mean, I think he's doing a great job there. He's bringing in some more rec- big-time recruits coming into this next recruiting class. He's building something there down again in, in Illinois. Oh, yeah. And I think they can make a little bit of – I think they can make a Final Four run. And what impresses me a lot about this team is that, like, we can talk about Io. Io is 
pretty darn good last year, and so, like, this is the logical next step that he would be amazing this year. But, like, Coburn's a guy who's literally still learning the game of basketball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he literally did not really know how to play. And to see him progress this much, like, obviously, he's extremely athletic, and he's a phenomenal size. But to see him progress this much and see his IQ grow that much, like, I'm like I really see this move just this team just keep moving forward. And like that loss to Michigan State, like that's just a heartbreaker, like right mm-hmm. there. Like like Final Four team, book it. Let's ride. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. So lastly we're gonna wrap up with Michigan State ceiling and floor. Maybe you could start. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you. Um I mean I feel like we covered a lot of it earlier. So it shouldn't be that long, but um, I, I just don't want to. I, I don't. I don't want to say too much. Like I don't. Like. All right, fine. You know what? I'll go first. <laughs> Eli, yeah, I'll go first. You lead us off. You're the man here. I think where they're. I think going forward here, they are going to win. I, I mean, their schedule going forward is pretty tough for mm-hmm. for the rest of the regular season. I do think they. We're going to get into Nebraska like quickly here in a little bit, but. I think they win against Nebraska here coming up. I think they'll pull one of the Penn State Maryland games away. I have. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this is one of those times where he'll where Izzo kind of start to get them going a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've just had too many games where they've fallen short on the road that may, they'll pull one of them. Yeah. And on Senior Day, it's going to be cash as a Senior Day. Mm-hmm. They cannot lose that mm-hmm. game. I, it's. It, it just feels like they can't. So I do think they're going to be a higher seed, let alone to at least. And I think they do win some games in the Big Ten tournament as well, at least one. And I think they at least win one game in the tournament. But I think their ceiling's hanging around that Elite Eight range. I think that they're, as much as they've been great, they always seem to be just that one layup away. I'm mm-hmm. inclined to agree with you, yeah. And that last missed layup is going to be a heartbreaker in the tournament, I'll tell you what. But, yeah, I think they like Elite Eight's a perfect place to put mm-hmm. us right now. That could change over this next five game stretch, and, and that's as a ceiling too, not yeah. as a definite they're gonna get there. Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, I'm with you, yeah. Like as a ceiling, but like I agree. I think they will take Maryland or Penn State. They have to win on Senior Night. I was at home, right? Yeah, I was at. Home, I forgot yeah. about Iowa mm-hmm. too. I'm not sure. Ooh. Michigan State's always kind of gone back I, and forth with them recently, yeah. but I do think they match up. I haven't watched too much of Iowa, but I feel like just looking at the stats, they kind of match up somewhat all right with I them. I think they'll take Iowa. I mean, that would be the third loss at home in a row. I don't think they're... I, I feel like they can't so they lose go, that one either. So they go three and two down the stretch with losses to like, mm-hmm. Penn State and Nebraska. So Yeah. I think they do go at least three and two down the stretch. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty fair. And I think they at least win a game in the NCAA, in the Big Ten tournament. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah, think that whether... Sure yeah. Too. And... So we're going to see, but this is going to be, this is a weird feeling that I'm not sure that I've had, because it always seems like every year it's like going into the tournament, either Michigan State, like, everyone thinks it's a Final Four, and then, or it's just like, you know, the year when Miles Bridges was a freshman, and they kind of just were like, oh, well, at least we made it, yeah. you know, like, so we'll see, but I'm, I don't know how to feel about this year. Yeah. It's weird for me, because, like, at this point, I'm somewhat, like, jaded following the team, and I was super jaded around this point last year, too, and then, whoa, we're in the Final Four? What yeah. happened? Like, yeah. So. And they're, they're so hard to predict there. I mean, I think their showing in the Big Ten tournament will help a little bit to see 
if they're going to be able to figure out that one layup, if they're going to have a guy who's going to be – if some of the sophomores are going to step up, they need the sophomores, if they're going to have a guy who's going to be uh, more reliable um, shooting-wise. But, I mean, it is simple. The game's simple. They need to make shots. I mean, to see – to see some threes go down would make me a lot more confident going into the tournament because right now, if they're not going to be able to make threes, that, then it's just, yeah, I agree with you guys where they're not going to make it too far. So now we're going to wrap up this podcast with previewing predi- and predicting the Nebraska game that's coming up tomorrow. So Nebraska is led by Cam Mack. He leads the team with 12.4 points, 6.6 assists per game. That was a tongue twister there. <laughs> they're 2-12 and 12 in the Big Ten, second to last, only ahead of Northwestern at this point. Nebraska is always kind of a tough place to play for Michigan State for whatever reason. Um, Fred Hoiberg is the coach coming Bulls from legend coming from the Chicago Bulls. The head coach was formerly the Iowa State head coach. Yep. His son Jack plays for Michigan State. It'd be interesting to see if Izzo kind of maybe funnels him in there somehow to get a couple minutes to you know <laughs> no matter what the score is going to be. So what do you guys kind of see going into this one? Um, I I see. I think Michigan State will win at Nebraska. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it's not going to be – they're still going to have to be able to put their all into it and prove some – prove that they can make a good run and, and keep their energy up. I mean, it's not something they can just go in there and, like, be relaxed. Like, they, they have to – and it's hard to say. But, I mean, I think they're going to win. I'm, I'm confident they're going to win. But I think that it's a good game for them to really push themselves and try new – guys out try which guys are going to be able, for them to figure out which guys are going to be reliable moving on yeah i i think they win i like i can joke about hoiberg all day if i wanted to but <laughs> like i do think they win obviously tough place to play and i like what you said about like they're gonna have to put their all into it because mm-hmm. like they're still figuring things out yeah like this is a good game to get in there and figure things out mm-hmm. so i feel like in going into this game, it's a little bit of a trap game for MSU. Not because, like, they were going to want to go in and win, but this Nebraska team's kind of at that point where they have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have a really good head coach, Fred Hoiberg. I mean, it just feels uh, he is a good coach. <laughs> I, he did some great things at Iowa well, State. Don't you say it to my face, Eli. I know. Like. I'm just saying, NBA didn't work out, but I mean, you know, it doesn't seem like anybody but Brad Stevens or Billy Donovan can cross over to the NBA and make it work out. So. It's um, okay. Boylan's better anyway. Oh, man. But I feel like a little bit it's one of those games where Nebraska could come in and just, like, shoot the lights out. This is a team that's at kind of that bottom of the barrel when it comes to their roster. It's not a great look. It's not a roster that's going to stand out to you. Mm-hmm. But it feels like one of those games where they have nothing to lose to me. I do think Michigan State's going to come out with a win, but I would not be surprised if Nebraska just plays that game where you're just like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so we're gonna go ahead. Final score predictions. What have you got? Well, I'm, oh, I've I'm not tr- looked too much. I'm but, trying to find the spread right now, so I can think about it. Um, I do think Michigan State wins, and I'll say they'll win seventy-five to sixty-three. They're on a ten-game losing streak, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. So I don't know what the line is. I would say around like. Probably like I don't know, like seven, eight and a half, mm-hmm. like in that range. Probably. Yeah. Um, dude, that's tough. I wouldn't even touch that game. But MSC would win, and I say they win by at least seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan State wins seventy nine seventy. 
79. I think Michigan State's going to have to find a way to – I think Nebraska's going to come in with nothing to lose. They come in, they're like, this Michigan State team's not playing at their best level right now. We could come through – and Hoiberg's kind of sitting there going, this could be my win to kind of propel us forward into next year a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like one of those games where they're going to come in and they're going to come in prepared. Mm-hmm. And Michigan State's going to have to kind of quell that storm, yeah. I feel like. Hoiberg's getting the team all riled up in the locker room with these great Bulls stories. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. He's got some great ones. He does have some great ones. <laughs> all right. But I want to thank you guys for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Thank you thank for you, having Eli. us. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all we have for this week of the State News Sports Roundtable. Thank you guys for coming on.